Hello and welcome to another episode of Five at the Back Soccer Podcast. I am Charles here with Skiff, Eric, Scott, and Jen. And we have our guest host, Christian, back again. Welcome, Christian. Hey, everybody. This week, though, I kind of forced my wing to the podcast, so I'm glad that you all let me in. I, yeah, we're being very nice. Very, very nice. And, uh, and I am back after missing last week. Um, uh, unfortunately, well, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, whichever you want to call it. Uh, Skiff lied. Uh, I don't have COVID. Didn't have COVID. <laughs> false positive. Uh, yeah, uh, it, was a, it, was, it wasn't a false positive. It wasn't any of that. Uh, unfortunately, I did have to miss, but uh, I'm, Charles, you're just, I'm healthy. You're... I'm, ready, I'm ready to start, unlike most of Liverpool's defense. Uh, and yeah, we're going we're gonna to have some fun. So this week, uh, just real quick, want to remind everybody we've got uh, our wonderful Twitter account, which is, uh, is becoming so much fun to interact with uh, the followers and see all the different things that come up. Uh, it's at F-I-V-E-A-T-B. Uh, so please give us a follow. Come interact with us. Come send us your stuff. Uh, we, we'd love to have you have your have your comments and your information and whatnot and that sounded really creepy i'm not going to say that um so yeah come and come and follow us it's going to be it's going to be a good time so uh don't, yeah don't, let me, don't yeah. worry charles will not follow you to your house no nope. even though it sounded also, like that based on the again. comment we also do not sell your information to third parties so no, <laughs> no way shape or form yeah <laughs> all right so today we are going to kick it off it is thanksgiving week we are recording on wednesday night right before thanksgiving so uh um, we've decided to hold a little, our own little Thanksgiving uh, segment here. So let me kick it over to, to Skiff, who's going to give us the rundown on how that's going to go. Skiff. Well, there's not really a rundown. That's your rundown. Um, but, you know, we were, we were kind of um, taking a look back at this year. And, um, you know, for a lot of us, it's been a little bit of a, a rough year, uh, I think, for all of us. Um, and... So with Thanksgiving, uh, you know, coming up tomorrow, if you're listening, uh, it'll be today or, or after Thanksgiving. We wanted to take a little bit of time and just reflect on what we're thankful for. Um, you know, we usually stick to Premier League soccer, so um, it's not going to be that. So if you're expecting that, uh, you might want to skip ahead about 20 or 30 minutes. Just kidding. Please listen. Um, but anyways, we, we just kind of want to say what we're thankful for. And, you know, I'm going to kick it off and I'm not going to go through everything, but i um, just going to list some things that I'm thankful for. And if anybody has any snarky comments, feel free to throw them my way. Um, first of all, I'm thankful for Eric. Eric, uh, thank you for this great idea um, of forming the pod. We've said it before, but, you know, you reached out to us, you took your time and your effort and, and you put this together and you made sure that it kind of stuck together. And so uh, I think I can speak for uh, the rest of the pod and saying getting a lot of net, uh, hot, uh, not knotted heads here. Thank you, Eric, um, for for putting this together. Um, for me personally, it's been really great. You know, I'm, I work from home always and I don't really get out much because, um, you know, we're taking uh. COVID pretty seriously. And um, yeah, guys, make, make fun of me. Make fun of my thankfulness. That, that's really hurtful. Scott's <laughs> over there drinking his $4 uh, whiskey and being angry at me. But I'm thankful for you guys. That's where I was headed. I'm thankful that every week I get to talk to people that I like talking to about something that I enjoy. And it's really been a blessing in my life. And so I'm thankful for all of you. And I'm thankful for all of the listeners. Um, Eric, Eric really is the godfather of this thing. He is. <laughs> like he, he, 
got us together and like dragged us through to our first actual meeting and he yeah, really didn't want to do it i'm like guys come on by the fifth text i'm like freaking hey just say yes already we move on you know once we talked the first time it felt right but up until then i think there was some consternation you know like but yeah seriously that, that was a good good shout skiff eric you uh i appreciate you quite a bit too i i hate to make this comparison but you're kind of like steven gerard you dragged us all <laughs> put us on your backs and brought us together to oh, this that point. Was, there could be no higher compliment, my friend. Let's end the show. <laughs> and scene. Let's go. So, so who's going to be the Demba Ba and what's the slip? Unfortunately, he slipped up a little bit. Though. There you oh. go. Oh, oh Slipped up when he had let you on the pod, Christian. Um, <laughs> but uh, Christian, special shout out. You've uh, actually been my friend for the longest of everybody here on the pod. I've known you for a long time and you've always been a, a great friend, even through some of my uh, dumb times. Um, so I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that um, soccer's back and we get to watch sports. And even though there's not fans and it's not the same, um, I'm thankful for sports and um, thankful for my wife and my job. And there's a lot to be thankful for, even though this has been kind of a crummy year. So Guys, uh, lady, anybody else uh, got some stuff that they're thankful for? Eric, Godfather, Gerard. All right. Well, I want you to go. All right. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of stuff we could be thankful for. You know, one thing not to turn this into a, a, a parenting podcast, but uh, I believe most of us are parents here. And one thing I probably would agree on that we all teach, try to teach our kids is to be grateful for what we have, you know, and I'm grateful for my family, no big health issues. So far as my immediate family this year, our daughter, um, she's doing really well in school. Um, and I'm grateful we didn't lose our jobs. You know, somebody during the pandemic did lose their jobs. And, and I'm very fortunate that, you know, being teachers, we were still able to do uh, what my wife and I, um, you know, went to school to do and passionate to do is teach. And luckily we still get to do that in, a, in our original setting. And uh, my wife has to do online a little bit different, but I, I have to, I get to still go in. So I'm very thankful for a job, um, the family's health. And I'm thankful for you guys, you know, saying yes. I, I think there's a weird dichotomy there between literally everybody on the pod has just this immense, you know, soccer experience, especially Christian who lived it for many years over in England. And I love to listen to him. I just said that today. I listen to him every pod or every little tweet or whatever. I, I learned so much. And you guys know so much more than I do, but I was the one kind of dragging you to it and kind of um, kind of opening this door up. And I, I just appreciate all your, you know, your knowledge and banter and I'm learning every day and, and just putting up with my passionate, you know, uh, fanness. I say stupid stuff sometimes that might not mean, you know, a day or two later, but you kind of let me kind of get away with it. And I just appreciate just the camaraderie, camaraderie you all have. I don't have a whole lot of friends anymore. And now my forties are my real, like I did before in real life, so to speak, just being honest and, and you guys uh, kind of fill that void in, in, in my life. So I'm really thankful for you guys saying yes and for the pod. And I always said that I do get kind of, there's a dichotomy here too, as well as I complain every week about, oh, we don't get enough listeners. But then on the other hand, I say, I don't care how many we get, as long as the original, you know, four, uh, you know, five want to do it and six of Christian wants to do it, then, then I'm going to go ahead and do it. But I appreciate all of you. And I'm so thankful for everything, really. Scott. We're thankful for you. Scott, we're well, not thankful I, for you most of the time. You shouldn't be. You're, you're like... We're not thankful like, for that like, scarf, though. What What is that? Like 60% is... of the time, we're thankful for you. The other Turns 40... the video off. 
the other forty percent, we were, were like, okay, we're we're not thankful. Your talking is too much, but go ahead. What are you thinking? Do I for? do I only talk forty percent of the time? I, I don't think that's right. No, forty um, percent too much. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, now I feel I feel kind of bad. Obviously, you know, I'm thankful for family and the listeners and all that. I, I had a quippy um, Premier League related thankful for. So I'm gonna just power on and be uh, and be the scummy one. That guy. Okay. Yeah, I'll be that guy. So, you know, like Skip said, 2020 has been tough and having sports back and all of that has been incredibly helpful to take everyone's minds off everything going on. And Florida State football is a dumpster fire. So that hasn't helped. Like, I, I wish we hadn't even have played. But Spurs have been good um, most for the most part. And the thing that I'm most thankful for, I think, in 2020 is the city of Manchester. Spurs are, um, we played four league matches against the Manchester sides. We are 11 to 2 on aggregate, 10 out of 12 possible points, undefeated. And I, listen, I know there's this quip like, is Manchester red? Is Manchester blue? I think in 2020, it might be white or uh, lily white to be more, more precise. So that, that's really what I'm thankful for, for the most part, helping brighten up my 2020. I couldn't count on a lot in 2020, but I could count on Manchester to come through for Spurs. Definitely can't count on trophies. Uh, Scott, what do you have to say about trophies? Listen, that, that joke is uh, is old. Well, with any luck for you, it will be a very 2020 joke, and maybe 2021 will be kinder. That's what he said in 2019, 2018, 2017, no. 2015, 2016, <laughs> no. 2013, 2012, I think I'm in the minority in that 2020, uh, while a had a had a lot of challenges. I actually had a great personal year. Uh, overall, ended up getting engaged, so I'm I'm really thankful for my fiance that she actually uh, is interested in me and wants to be with me long term, which is amazing. Um, I'm thankful for my health, obviously, uh, given given the situation. Haven't uh, haven't come down with the COVID, which is great. Um, <clears throat> I'm thankful for sports in general. Um, that's, it's what I do. I mean, it's, it's my, it's my job. It's my hobby. It's my fun. It's everything. So, um, being able to watch sports, talk about sports, participate in sports, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I understand why it went away for a few months and I was in support of that, but I am really, really happy to have it back. And I'm honestly super thankful that the people running the leagues for the most part, looking at you, MLB, uh, they care about their players and they are actively trying to make things as safe as possible uh, for them to participate and be their um, uh, NFL. Um, shout out to Dabo. You're right. Shout out to Dabo. Um, but, you know, like, you know, there are certain programs and teams out there that actually do care about their players and want them to be safe and, and take the best precautions possible. So um, it looks like the Premier League is going to start having fans soon, which is awesome. Uh I am thankful for this podcast. Obviously, it's been super fun. I was apprehensive about doing it at first, um, more more so because of my own like 
insecurities about talking and you know discussing stuff not 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 lack of confidence in my knowledge i have tons of confidence i have tons of knowledge um but yeah thankful for for getting this opportunity to to hang out and and banter with you guys you guys, it's been fantastic i mean we we trade jokes back and forth and it's been really really fun to do for these past four or five months um and i hope it continues for many years to come um i'm thankful for obviously great friends uh, that i've met through twitter um they i've met so many people both you know through the app and then also in person um and it's been fantastic as much as there is a lot of weirdos and a lot of crazy people on twitter there are some really really great connections i've made mm-hmm. through that so and last but not least i'm very very thankful for manchester united at least parts of it um there's there's a lot honestly this is one of the this is one of the first times in the past like six, seven years where I've felt really hopeful about the direction Man United is going. Um, I, if, if they continue to make decent moves, I say that with a lot of, you know, there's, there's hesitation in there obviously because we still have leadership that sucks, but um, you know, I, I have faith in, in what Ole can do. I have faith in a lot of the players. Um, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy to be a, a Man United fan right now. Um, and yeah, so I'm pretty thankful for all of that. How about Charles. you, Charles? Oh, yep, go ahead. Hey, Charles, do you remember what happened to you personally right before we started this podcast at your apartment? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah a, a, a car drove in through the wall. <laughs> so, so the first time we're, like, I get introduced to Charles, it's literally because a car drove through his wall, and I'm going – what the hell did I just get myself into? <laughs> but I'm thankful that that car did not hit you, Charles. Me too. <laughs> Me too. That was, that was a special morning, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. So we, we did ask uh, some of our fans uh, what they're thankful for. Uh, I've got a couple of responses. So PJ Noel said, thankful for you guys. Thank you, PJ Noel. We're thankful for you. Thankful for his successful MLS team, Orlando City. They made, uh, he's a, let's go city, city up. He's a season ticket holder and he went through four dreadful years. Um, and he's also thankful for the election results. I won't read exactly what he said on there, but that's what he was insinuating. And then we have, uh, TKFSU. He's, uh, thankful for the misses, their kids, their help, um, his job. Uh, he is, uh, looks like a, uh, first responder. So keep safe. Uh, pets mom and dad are still kicking grandma is 99 she's got 99 problems but covid is not one um <laughs> my grandma's 96 so i'm thankful for her also uh brothers and sisters family are healthy good friends he loves weightlifting and donuts great combination uh he loves the knolls like sorry uh he's a season ticket holder sorry about that uh and his favorite Liverpool players, uh, Klopp, Robbo, Bobby, and Hindo. And I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out some of our uh, some of our favorite. Uh, I'm ignoring your comments. Some of our favorite listeners. We're thankful for you, Mr. KTJ. Uh, we're thankful for you, Mr. Ramos, uh, Mr. Manny, the mailman, FSU manager. Um, there's a number of them out there uh, that I have. Uh, maybe not miss, but those are the ones that are on the top of my head. So thankful for those listeners and uh, your participation uh, in our pod. Jen, what are you thankful for? Um, well, I mean, obviously family, 
and friends and and good health and um, the kids I teach and stuff like that. Uh, I my thankfulness for the pod is obviously it's a fabulous community and it's been a lot of fun. And Eric, you are an absolute brilliant rock star to come up with the idea and to to see it through. Um, I um, also recognize that I have the the honor to be one of the few uh, female participants in the podcasting world that's talking about soccer. And so um, I'm thankful for you guys for, um, yeah, just being, being welcoming and um, making it a, a, a fun experience. And yeah, that's, so I'm thankful for you guys. Christian, it's your turn now. That was all very sweet, and uh, thank you for everyone who said you were thankful for me, Eric, uh, especially. So shout out to the podcast, you're all great. Um, I'm definitely thankful for my, you know, just family, my wife, who's very supportive, my kids, who are great. Uh, but mostly uh, just everybody who I, who I know is, uh, is healthy and is doing great in this awful, awful year. So uh, long that may continue. And I wish everybody who's listening a very happy Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm thankful that uh, you sent over colonists who eventually formed uh, America. Christian, thank you. So we're thankful to your long lost relatives. So you're I was, on your list? Oh my I word, I can't believe you're going no down that. Where that was going. <laughs> I, I was really, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah I can't believe good. you just said that, man. <laughs> oh, yes, yikes. Wow. Like, <laughs> people from all over the world are like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Teacher and yeah. Like... <laughs> before, we, uh, before we get into our... Uh, oh, our man. Pick them for this week. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and shift gears. Let's uh let me kick it over to Eric. Let's uh let's get a recap on the fantasy. How's that? How are things going there? Let's go pretty well. As as you know, we usually announce the top five. I'm announced the top five for the last uh, match week. I'm gonna say the uh, the team name, the manager, the point total, and the total amount that that uh, side has gotten throughout the year. Um, in fifth place, we have Stedmania United by manager Cyan Stedman. He had 78 points in game week nine for a total of 538 points. In fourth place, the team Inkhart Sushant Mane. He has 57 points in game week nine, 542 total. In third place, Whiteheart Kane managed by Thomas Sully Guerriere. He had 71 points game week nine for a total of 558. Number two, the special one by Gonzalo Ablando. He had 74 points in game week nine for a total of 569. And once again, in first place, it seems like it's etched in stone every week, our very own Scott Mackey with Well Hyung, 5 ATB, 58 points, game week nine for a total of 596. And the biggest mover, let me take a look. I didn't do my prep on this. Hold on. Biggest point gainer of the week is by, or was by. Who is it, Jen? How bad could it be? Jay Moore with 85, 85 points for game week nine. That's my mom. That's my mom. Jen's mom just whooped all of our butts this week in fantasy. <laughs> that is where we're yeah, at. Best people so. say anything bad about her. Love mom. it. No, Jen's well. mom's awesome, Scar- <laughs> uh, Eric. Derek. Derek. I'm so used to talking butts. about Scott's mom. 
that uh or mine <sighs> yeah so anyway super proud i can't, I can't however say i'm obviously because i'm doing this i'm the last on the pod but i am above our boy uh our boy manny He's in a twenty eighth place. I'm in twenty third, so that's that's something. And well, and you're only four points behind Christian now. Yes, correct. Yeah. Listen, the next time Manny wants to talk to me about Eric Dyer, I'm gonna just dismiss his opinions based on he his fantasy. He is results. a terrible player, man. You <laughs> should dismiss Eric Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> Have he's you guys no li- seen interviews with him though? Like he's he's you. I don't know, like. When you see him, like you think he's going to be this tough, like aggressive guy, and then you see him at interviews, and he's pretty soft-spoken and he, he's awkward. actually he's incredibly grounded and like well-read and has very strong. No, I, Christian, you're making a face. Look, no, he's got like really um, educated opinions on politics, climate, all like political stuff all over the world. He's very well-read and all, like Skiff. I don't know what you're doing there, um, but. No. He's no Patrick Bamford who got accepted to Harvard, but, you know. I didn't say he was a rocket scientist. I said he cares what's going on in the world. Uh, he's a rocket you know, surgeon. Yeah. You, you guys, you guys are so salty, so sensitive. You lose one match to Atalanta at home, and you start behaving like children. I don't know what to do with you people. <clears throat> You're painting with a slightly broad brush there, dude. Calm down. Wait, there were Champions League games today? Yeah, how's uh how's Europa? Where are you in? Where are you at tomorrow? Home. Azerbaijan. Home. Oh, who are you playing against? Ludo Goretz. Oh, nice. Where are they from? The Fighting COVID Nineteens. Um, they had twelve (laughs) players test positive a couple weeks ago. They're from Bulgaria, I think, somewhere in the Eastern Bloc. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question for y'all then. So, who would win? In the quarterfinals of the Europa League, Tottenham or Liverpool? Liverpool won't be in the quarterfinals because they're going to qualify through the group stage. So, I don't know. Try. Not for today. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I actually had a lot of you, right there. Do you really, are, are we really going here? Is that what we're going to do? Are we, we're going to sidetrack this and go down this route? Charles, are you going to allow this? You're the keeper of the pod. You, you're Hold damn, on. You're damn right after after you talked about how we lost to somebody so, uh, in Turkey and you lost at home to Atalanta. Yeah, we'll talk about so this. I, I, got a, I got a question. So you, you beat Atalanta pretty badly. I, I have time. nothing. And then today was a seven-goal swing, right? It was from 5-0 five, five to 2-0 two, two mm-hmm. at home. All right. So what, let me put, Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. I have a question. So what happened between the matches that would have precipitated such a change from the mentality monsters? Let me put on my Jose Mourinho special one cap for this. We have to manage fixtures. The fixture congestion is T-E-R-R-I-B-L-E. Terrible. Oh, oh my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah, fixture congestion. Oh. Oh, Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. For some reason, the Premier League decided to scumbag us and put us on the late game on Sunday and on Wednesday. And guess what? We have a ton of games coming up. So we have to rest our starters. So we put in half our team as our backup players, Scott. You're, you're over there looking Charles, all can smug. You play some violin. Some violin. Can you play some violin like when you edit this together? Not that, I mean, like, I. In all seriousness, I mean, I think this is one of the first times where we've played, like as far as English teenagers, you know, that we had three on the pitch, you know, as starters, 
you know, I mean, and it's, I, I think it's exciting for them to get the the playing time. Right. I mean, you're, you're putting out and we made a, what we made a quad substitute at 60 minutes. We substitute four players. Like we have to manage between the premier league and the champions league. And quite honestly, Atlanta is the best team in that group besides us. So losing to them sucks, but we can drop points in the champions league and we are still way ahead in our group. We can't afford to drop games in the premier league right now. So we rotated players and rested half of our squad. We started three teenagers and we lost two nothing. We played poorly in the first half. We dominated the opening 20 minutes. Klopp made late substitutions and they couldn't break them down. And that's how the game went. And Atalanta is a good team. And if you look at Atalanta's away record, their away record is much better than their home record. So they went out and tried to play with us and we played our full squad and we blew them away five, nothing. And they played better this match and they won two, nothing. It happened. So my question is, I know you, you have fixture congestion and trust me, I'm intimately familiar with that as a Spurs fan. We've played like 10 more matches than you. Um, wouldn't you go all out today, try to secure your position in the group and then the next two match days don't matter. I mean, I'm not Jurgen Klopp, so I don't know what the injury situation, I don't know what the fitness situation is. So that's what I would have done, but I'm not the manager. I don't get paid a lot of money uh, like he does. So there's a lot of Liverpool fans, I swear to goodness, and Christian and Charles, you can back me up. They're some of the softest online fans, just whining and complaining about every little thing. Oh, like for for Christ's sake, like you won the Champions League two years ago. You won the Premier League two, uh, last year. Like you don't trust your freaking owners and your managers to put out the best team. Shut your mouth. Let the manager play his team and just, oh, like I no, know Liverpool. I, I don't normally, I, I don't normally get that from Liverpool fans on Twitter though. I think they're normally grounded. Like they're grounded. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Like, you may be I, interacting with a different set. Mm, I don't know. I personally, yeah, I think the, the, this was a great opportunity to get some of the younger guys some playing opportunity, getting some time and some legs, so that if we have more people go down with injuries, they've had the chance to. You know what I mean? Like, like this. This was a this was a good opportunity because we do have two more, and if we win one of the next you know, one of the, one of the three. So we didn't obviously win the first one, but I mean, honestly, strategically, I think it's a smart move based on who he started. The, the, I'm not mad at Klopp for the people he chose, but the performance was shy. Uh, it was terrible. I mean, oh, it was, it was really, sir. It was really, it was, it was terrible. Well, Money's on a milk cart. Where's money been? He's on a milk cart. He's been missing. Where's no. he been? The, the problem is that you saw it, you saw it freaking today. Everybody, you know, bangs on Firmino. Ugh, he doesn't score goals. Hey, he scored on the weekend, guys. Guess what? He might have missed like two easy ones, but he scored, and that's all that matters. But you saw it today where Divo Carigi is sitting in the middle, and he's just sitting out there by himself. He can't connect attack. He can't bring Mane and oh, Salah into now. the game. He's terrible. So – I don't understand why they sold Brewster and why they kept Origi, and that's a mistake. And we're Jen, we're not freaking playing teenagers to get a playing time. We're playing them because we ain't got anybody else. If only Do I tell somebody, you what the problem if is? If only there's somebody on the pod that talked about keeping Brewster. Hmm, I wonder what that could be. So you sent a forward today. You called him by his first name. What was it? Something Origi? 
Divok Origi. Okay, so Divok Origi. Everybody else is Hendo, Bobby, well, Moa. Yeah, he played Maybe with. He had a cute nickname for him, Mo. too. Mo. He better. How about because Devo? He played like a Divok today. He so won you the Champions League. You he won you the Champions name. League. What happened? You'll never walk alone. The kid won you the Champions League last year, and you're willing to boot him out. You'll never walk alone my backside. You'll walk alone next year if we don't like you anymore. Don't peddle that garbage to me. You got to produce well, something. You can't be a freeloader on the squad. He's, you'll never walk alone unless you're bungling a couple of goals as goalkeeper, right? And then you get death threats on Twitter. You'll never walk alone, please. Well, I mean, I kind of, I kind of understand Klopp's decision. I mean, they got a big game this weekend, and we're going to drop that too if they're not careful. And we're going to drop you Brighton, from the pot dude. if you continue like, with your negativity, Eric. Dude, I, look, it's going to be, it's going to be four at the back. Dude, I looked up the stats. The last four matches against Brighton have been one. They've all been won by us. I'll get that straight out of the gate. But they've all been one nil or two one. So if you think it's going to be a walk in the park at Brighton, you got another thing coming. Now it feels like Thanksgiving. If you're scared of Brighton, (laughs) Eric's the drunk uncle complaining about Princess and the Bride and arguing about it Thanksgiving. (laughs) Get out of here. Get out of here. We're going to smash Brighton. Eric, stop worrying about Brighton. Charles, can you clip that? 4-0 Brighton confirmed. Are you at Fortress Anfield or down in Brighton? In Brighton. Yeah, I, you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for the fact that we haven't lost at Anfield in like 700 years. You just lost about that? today. You lost tonight. In the league. Premier League. Oh, it's so a fortress. Klopp, Klopp is sitting there in his tower with his Liverpool Liverbird up there breathing fire on any team that comes Liverbird. around his fortress. Yeah, it's a Liverbird. Never heard of it? From Liverpool, it sits on uh, one of the clocks. It's towers. better than a chicken on a volleyball. Is that what you called it earlier? It is a live bird. It's a liver bird. Yeah. It sounds cooler liver with liver bird. bird. Just Looks take, like your, take your little, better. take your little chicken to your no trophy cabinet and let him look around and peck around at that cabinet and put some feed in there and we'll go ahead and enjoy our trophy, Scott. How about that? Whatever makes you feel better. Scott. So anyway. Um, any other them. games to talk about? Yes. So here comes, here comes Aunt Jen trying to calm the whole room down. <laughs> Aunt Jen is coming both in. Sides, both sides are right. Everybody has fair points. No, no, I didn't say that. I did not say that. <laughs> just, just move on. Uh, well, <laughs> right. Yeah, speaking, let's, let's do pick them. Let's do pick them. Speaking of somebody who's not winning trophies this year, Charles is in last place. As he's been the entire season. He he, has wait, you mean to tell you mean to tell me that I didn't I didn't move ahead of you this past week? No, because I got four right and you got oh. two. That's there's no way I only got two. Is you there a trophy two. for this? There's no way. I definitely got at least three. Yes, there is a trophy, Scott. And just like Spurs, you won't be winning it. So Eric is currently winning with twenty-eight, uh, right? Scott and I are in second to last, aka uh, fourth, the Spurs oh, yeah. with twenty. And uh, Jen has 22 in second. And our listeners are ahead of everybody but Jen and Eric with 21. <laughs> ahead of everybody except half the podcast. So yes. they're ahead of everybody <laughs> except for the top half of the table. Yes. Yes, they, <laughs> they are. They are officially Arsenal. Was, <laughs> was what I said factually incorrect. <laughs> that sounds like no. an Everton spin right there. Well, to be fair, Arsenal are at the top of their side of the table. So, oh, 
And speaking of Pick'em this week, got a little a special segment. We have uh, two listeners over in England, uh, one of them very well educated, very smart, uh, Mr. Danny, and the other one dresses well, uh, Audit, who went ahead and uh, made some predictions for this week's game. Did you say he dresses well? Well, you know, he was talking with, with me the other day about Spurs, and he's like, Spurs, we're like the Aston Martin of the Premier League. We, we're fancy and we dress well. And I'm like, well, Aston Martin are English, so they also don't win trophies. So that's accurate. Oh, Christian, that, are you going to take is, that? Is that, your, is that your English accent, Skiff? Uh, that's my English accent, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so so oh they God. went ahead and made okay. some predictions. Stop, right. stop, Skiff, stop. Just yeah. play the videos, girls, please. All right. <laughs> Hello, five and back. I'm going to join you for some predictions today. Um, That's at And it. we want to thank you for this opportunity to share our footballing knowledge with you. The first Nailed game, it. the first prediction that we wish to discuss. Why are they called five at the back? That, that's a separate issue. Ask them why they're called five at the back. I don't know why they're called five at the back. <laughs> there's five of us. Because there's five of them. There's five oh, of them. And they like, none of them like driving. They're all sit in the back of the car. Right. Are you ready? <laughs> they don't know what that means there, so we need to be careful, okay? Ready, 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 ready. Okay, so the first match that we would do, right. we would do oh discuss my today is um, Everton against Leeds. Everton, also known as Neverton, because they're winning. <laughs> my guy. And my best friend's team. Therefore, as they're my best friend's team, I, I think they're going to lose eleven nil to Leeds. Um, what do you reckon, Tony? I can never predict a win for Everton on principle, so I'm just going to. What is that? Huh? You're a Liverpool fan. Yeah. But you live in London. So, okay. I know all the words to Jerry and the pacemakers. You never walk alone. Jerry and the pacemakers <laughs> makes it easy. Yes, it does. Fine. Yeah, so we, we predict, and um, um, because you can't, you're not actually committing to anything. No, but then Leeds aren't going to win either. So I reckon it's goalless, boring. You, think, you reckon you, you're half Italian, aren't you? Yeah. You reckon their Italian manager won't be able to unlock the Leeds defence? Leeds are playing well. I like Leeds. They're playing well. I just, I just don't visualise any goals. Okay. Um, can I tell you a story? Because I was moved to Leeds and we had an office in Leeds and was staying near More. Darren, our guy's house. This is an interesting story for anyone interested in Leeds. Apparently, uh, he asked the club to draw a line from his house, from his front door, all the way down Elland Road, all the way to the club, so that in the mornings he could get on his bike and cycle to Leeds, L-A-L-U-F-C, and solely concentrate on football matters and not even the direction that he was taking. He's a really interesting character. I hope Everton lose 17 nil. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so there's the, uh, there's the picks from, uh, from Adit and Scott. What's Danny. the other gentleman's name? Danny. Danny, 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 Scott and Danny, yeah. D- Danny, awesome. the Danny, the Liverpool fan from London. Hey, you're in America. <laughs> <laughs> We're worldwide, baby. Yeah, that's right. Well, we'll uh, get there. The the rest of the pod wholeheartedly disagreed and picked three Everton wins and two draws. I'm going for Everton too. Yeah, Everton's flying high right now. Honestly, they've got all their players back. If you watched them play this past weekend, they were uh, basically unstoppable. Um, yeah, I would is, be. Is Richarlison back? Yep, he's back. 
uh alan's back hamas was in i mean hamas looked average and they still were just absolutely just tearing after i don't even remember who they were playing but they weren't any good so yeah what's happened to jen her face is frozen and i just took a snip of it it looks really funny she's just really happy right now (laughs) really really happy oh So, so uh, what game right. we got next, Charles? What West you- Ham versus Villa. West Ham versus Villa is up next. Oh, well, I'll go ahead and say that uh, a lot of draws in this are predicted. Yeah, <laughs> probably going to be pretty boring, but let's see what they have to say. Next, the Mighty Hammers Bubbles. versus the footballing <laughs> juggernaut that was Aston Villa. What are your thoughts on West Ham Villa. I'm saying, I'm saying. Hold on a minute. Actually, I don't want to know your thoughts on that. What I want to know is your thoughts on Aston Villa's defeat of Liverpool 7-2 earlier in the season. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I have no thought. It was a fluke occurrence. Um, you know, we had a double rainbow outside our office a while ago. It's a fluke occurrence. I mean, uh, that, that so the 7-2 losing to on Villa. Par, yeah. It's, didn't uh, didn't worry you. No, I think in one, one in a hundred, one in a thousand games that can happen to anyone. I mean, I West mean, Ham and Villa are both sort of non-entity teams. Man can we just forget giving a prediction and just talk about Liverpool losing? Do you remember the Man U Arsenal game? That was six-one, wasn't it? I mean, these things happen once in a in a blue moon. Yeah, but that's Manchester so, anyway. United against Arsenal. <clears throat> Those are top six sides. You lost. Um, you conceded seven goals with Villa, the most expensive defence in in history. We're looking at the only away win of the weekend. I think. Mean. <laughs> you think Villa will beat I West Ham? I'm going to say 3-1, though it's far-fetched. But, uh, to Villa? Yeah. I think Villa and West Ham, it's like watching custard melt. Um, it's going to be nil-nil. I just can't imagine either side being good enough to score any goals at all. Unless you're Aston Villa and you're playing Liverpool, in if which you case can... you put seven goals in there. <laughs> it was seven goals. <laughs> that's, a pretty, mate, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty crap score, isn't it? I mean, I'd say crap. That's a pretty crap score. I mean, is there, none of, is there, is there no part of you as a Liverpool fan? Early the, part of the season, the, empty stadiums, these things were going to happen. There was no, but you played Leeds, you played Leeds in the early part of the season. To be fair to Leeds, they nearly beat you. One point exactly. Okay. Again, that would never happen under normal circumstances. Okay, so stadiums. Players are feeling. Listen, it's 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 two relegation battlers that no one really cares about. So I think we should move on to a more interesting match. We reckon. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Oh man, what do you guys think about this game? I I think that it's not two relegation battles. I think that the underlying statistics say that the teams, West Ham and Villa, Villa is slightly overperforming, but the stats say that they deserve to be where they are right now. So I think that his statement is incorrect and it's going to be a draw. Wow. I say 7-2 Villa. (laughs) (laughs) Is this this an anti-Moyes thing or is it just an overall hatred for West Ham? Oh, I'm just joining in with these two okay. guys. I'll get out. <laughs> yeah, the, the table shows them right now, both Villa at seven and West Ham at eight. And honestly, I mean, those are those are potential landing spots for them, you know, in the final standings as well. I think it's going to be, I don't think, I don't even know that I can definitely call it a decent game. I don't know that it's going to necessarily be a decent game, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking draws is our most likely outcome here because Villa are coming down from their high. West Ham are, 
you know, they, they have up and down weekends. So who really knows what's going to happen? Well, last time played the hardest schedule at one point, as of last week, they had played one of the hardest schedules in the premier league. So to be where they're at coming through that schedule is pretty impressive. Yeah. If um, we pick a draw, what would you guys say? Like if you, it was a forced choice, like to pick one or the other, as far as the win, who would you guys go with? Villa. Villa. Yeah, you won't you won't catch me dead picking a West Ham victory. They're trash, garbage. Bubbles can perpetually burst for all I care. Is that because they're the third best team in London? Ooh. Behind Arsenal Sorry. and Chelsea. Oh, so you're putting them in front of Arsenal. Oh, okay. No, okay. no. no. <laughs> uh, I mean maybe, got the... maybe fourth best. Don't forget about Leeds. Yeah, they've got the uh, the third best stadium to watch a match from in London, I think, right right ahead of uh, the Emirates. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to our next Pick'em game, uh, bringing up uh, two London teams facing off against each other, uh, one that's actually going to be challenging for the title, and then Spurs. So here we go, Chelsea versus Spurs. Let's hear what our uh, our lovely English gentlemen have to say. Okay, next, important game, because we have Chelsea v Spurs, or Lampard versus Mourinho. Depends on how you want to perceive it. Do you wish to, do you wish to discuss that? Um, Chelsea are going to win that, aren't they? You think Chelsea win that? Yeah. Why do you think Chelsea? Is it because I'm a Spurs fan? <laughs> you think Chelsea win it? Is that, what, is that your most Rude. interesting fact? Is that all you've got? I, I just, petty you That's are. enough, isn't it? It's just petty. <laughs> There's just so there's petty. no footballing there's no footballing contribution no. into that analysis. Chelsea gonna win that. Um, okay. I, I, only because really I, I really want them to. Uh, okay. Really, that is enough reason for me. Well, it it is at it is at um, Chelsea, which is difficult for Spurs, because Spurs never really win at Chelsea, um, unless you were me and won a raffle ticket to go and see any Premier League match that you wanted, and last season went was it was it last season or season before, and watched us. Beat Chelsea 3-0 at home for the first time in like 17 years. It was absolutely, it was just mind-blowingly fantastic. Um, the only match I would have rather seen uh, would have been would have been Liverpool's loss to Aston game, Villa 7-2. Cause you, didn't you lose to Aston Villa 7-2? Weren't you at the 5-0 defeat to Liverpool? <laughs> you didn't go to that game as well? No. no sure. Yeah. Yeah. Two years ago, I remember. As opposed to the 4-1. Defeat uh, that I'm you not, had against I'm, us when Klopp came. Klopp came and you lost 4-1 to us when Klopp came. I'm not sure you came But he hadn't actually spent half a billion quid at that point. He hadn't spent half a billion quid. I seem to you remember losing 4-1 oh. to us two years ago. Do you remember that? I remember the 5-0. No, I don't remember the 4-1. Well, I remember the 4-1. You got fucking spanked. I remember you didn't talk to me for the next day, actually. At possible, all. Possible. Do you know what I remember, Scott? I remember 2 nothing. Do you remember that? City Spurs this past weekend when we beat them two nothing after you couldn't get a result or what do you mean? Ch- Champions League final. Oh, we're in 2020, Skiff. I know you don't want to be, but we are still in 2020. Hey, just just because your team benefited from the easiest schedule in the Premier League so far. Okay. All right. So, uh, what do you guys think? Chelsea Spurs. Obviously, we know which direction Scott's going to go with this one. What about the rest of you lot? Uh, 
actually Scott thinks it's going to be a draw, but uh, two Chelsea wins. Eric picks Spurs because damn it, he's secretly a Spurs fan. Sorry, and that's not true. <laughs> Jen, myself, and Scott went ahead and picked a draw. Christian, what do you think? Three, three. Oh. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So obviously a draw. I can see that happening too. That's how the math works. And then, well, to, but you know, skips out a few, so just making sure you understand. <laughs> Guys, I, I, I want to bring up an interesting topic. How many Spurs players are going to get injured over the winter break? Over under three, and one of them being either Kane or Son. Over under. Over. You, we, we've, got to, we've got we've got Toby already, so there's one. You've got this. Um jealous vitriolic energy about you skiff and i don't know it's if it's because you feel inferior given the squad you have with the injuries or if there's something complex going behind the scenes i don't really want to talk about this because there's nothing positive can come from it whatever makes you happy skiff you know that that's my decision charles over under three we've got one right now gotta go the over i'm gonna say i I don't have to do anything i can do whatever i want so uh well, I mean, if we were talking losses, definitely I would take the over. Um, injuries? Yeah, I'll take the over. That's fine. You know the good news? We actually have a, a person who's paid actual pounds to play center back, not central midfield or some kid pulled up from the academy squad who can't even write cursive letters um, playing in our back line, losing to Atalanta. So there is the benefit that we have there. Professional players paid to be defenders. Is it Eric Dyer? Because I would take Fabinho every day of the week and twice on Sunday over that scrub. And Christian, then who over, else? Uh, Christian, I would, who else? I, would take, I would take Skiff at center off rather than every dial. <laughs> That's true. Wait, I, I was I, one who said over. I said over already. Okay. Jen said under. Eric over under three injuries for Tottenham over the winter break. I'm going to go, well, I'm gonna go you know, lack of uh, proper preseason and training and other issues. I'm going to say over. Yep. All right. Skiff. Scott, fixed, are you going fixture under? Fixture congestion. Fixture congestion. Scott, what do you got? Is, is there is there some uh, Mourinho juice you're injecting into your players that are keeping them healthy this season so far? Are are Tottenham going to be some mentality monsters up here? I refuse to answer such a diabolical question. At least they could only they could only be posed by someone who's been stricken down by the karma god so viciously that he's willing to ask something so stupid. Oh my god! Okay, one of the categories for this week's pick'em was Liverpool versus injury. Why are you being such a baby and not letting your team answer the same freaking question? Wow. I didn't I didn't ask that question. No, but you participated in it and you laughed at it. I didn't do either of those things actually. Oh okay. I I, I saw I saw the Scott smirk, the the little <laughs> corner of his mouth, the bald head light leaning off of it with the teeth called the scotch mark my videos turned off for everybody listening my <laughs> internet is booty so my, my videos turned off he's lying scott smirk we can hear it in your voice we know it we know you by this point we're thankful enough that we know that you're doing that <laughs> all right well speaking of things that are thankful we meaning christian and i are participants in the next pick'em and uh, referring to our game against southampton and we're thankful for the fact that we don't have to face Danny Ings in this matchup because he's been uh, 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> you say that, but he, he he has had a great start to the season. So we're very Walcott, lucky to not have him leading the line uh, against us uh, when we face him this weekend. So, all right, I'm going to kick it over, and we're going to listen to what uh, the boys from England have to say. Okay, we now get on to two interesting teams, um, two teams that I both um, hate. Uh, Manchester United against Southampton. What's your prediction for Manchester United against Southampton? No, I'm Let's hear it, Scout, sir. Man, you probably going to win that. Yeah. You think Man, you win that? Yeah. You think so? 2-1. Two, 2-1. Two, Who, but who's going to score for Manchester United? Pogba's going to be injured. Mm. Do they have a striker? Bruno Fernandes, again? Isn't he bored of scoring penalties? Mm. This is just, just as I see it. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, well, there's no, no, no substance to my. This is uh, this is. I'm just if I was, I was if I was doing the football pools right now, you know, it'd be like draw, win, draw. If you took a percentage of of fans mm-hmm. in Britain that were not Manchester United fans, what percentage of not Manchester United fans that are football fans would hate Manchester United? <laughs> I think I think most. They're probably arguably the most unpopular team in the, in the country. Do you think it'd be 99 percent or 98 percent? Tough. Let's say 98%. Let's say, let's say 98% of the country would love to see United lose, right? That are non United so fans. Is it, is it Ferguson? Is it Ferguson? It's Manchester United. Don't ask silly questions. We're on a podcast here. Okay, so so you're predicting 2 1 to mm-hmm. Manchester United. I actually do like Solskjaer. I think he's done a really good job. Um, and I would like to see him survive. So hopefully it will be, um, hopefully it will be a 3 all draw. Which buys him another week because yeah, I don't want to be I don't want to be responsible for him leaving because Woodward and the Glazer family are listening to Five at the Back and hear you know that our predictions. But I do like Solskjaer. I mean, he was a he was a very likable player. Well, Brilliant family player. Is still there. That surprised me. Well, I don't think it's really his fault. They've just never had a system that they're going to spend half a billion quid like Liverpool and win anything. So anyway, so uh, the predictions are two one. For United against Sam, uh, Southampton, uh, and three all. Um, hopefully, United will get relegated, uh, but we would want Solskjaer to stay a little bit longer. <laughs> the fun right. fact about Solskjaer: when he was uh, before '99, Tottenham tried to sign him on a nine-year contract, and uh, he turned him down because he'd rather Nine stay United because he wanted to win. Then go and play at uh, Tottenham. I don't blame him. In the nineties, <laughs> that was when you know you had a, arguably a better side than you do now. Nah. <laughs> yeah. What do you, so, what do you guys think about this game? We've heard what they think. I hope. I hope that United wins. Why? And United has what? too much for him with Ings being out. So I, I can see like a two-one. That's fair. All they in, all they in on my side. <laughs> Honestly, you don't want to see this United team get on a on a no. roll. You don't. I, I don't. I, no, I really don't. I, I think I United are going to win. I hope Theo Walcott pops up for like turns Lindelof or Bailly, whichever terrible center back you play, uh, turns them around, puts them on his backside, and scores two. But you're you're going to roll with, against Southampton, I think. I, I don't no... know. Go ahead. I was going to say three three United wins. Jen picked Southampton. Uh, myself uh, picked a draw. 
Yeah, I, I have no doubt that Theo Walcott is going to turn uh, Lindelof uh, on his backside, but um, he'll turn him on his backside and then he'll shoot 40 feet over the bar. So I'm not really worried about yeah. the, the, Theo Walcott's <laughs> scoring ability. That's Jen, fair. Southampton? I, like at this point, I was just, I, I anticipated that everybody was going to pick United and I did it just to, just to be different. A little bit of game theory. I like it. So really, really excited to note that um, Eric's curse on un- picking United has ended officially. Uh, yeah. He picked United this past weekend no, and United just did win. Blip. So nope. Nope. no, it's That's officially over. Did, That's how curses that, end guys. That's how they end. Did not go on the official <clears throat> counting towards pick score. So it did not count. So he could end the curse this week. Now, now to be fair, I will say, I mentioned this last week. It didn't, count towards the curse because eric specifically mentioned he made the pick to benefit the curse right so that canceled the entire effect it It cancels it out yes just no no eric we appreciate your opinion on the matter no more words yep the curse the curse what i said what do you mean no more words the curse has officially been passed on to to spurs now thank you very much we'll move forward probably on to our final game pick them game wait i think i think it'd be a 2-2 draw why you know why Uh, because he said so well, because you invited me onto the podcast and I thought I'd join in. <laughs> and, invite well, is a little bit of know, a... Yeah. <laughs> and rather than just exclude me from like most of it, I just thought I'd just chip in here and say it'd be too I agree with you, Christian. That's a great pick. Thank you. He picked the draw the same reason I picked the draw with Spurs, Chelsea. Let's be honest. There's a lot of counter curses and curses going on here. I feel like I'm in a Harry Potter film right now. <laughs> You'd be Voldemort or whichever is the bad guy. Hey, you're the bald one who looks like him, buddy. Anyways, on to uh, the last game here. Uh, well, uh, well, Voldemort and Hagrid over there are quabbling. We'll move on to Wolves versus <laughs> Arsenal. Hagrid. <laughs> Kick right on over to this. Glad somebody thought that was funny, Charles. Yeah, somebody's got to. <laughs> Five at the back. We have one more match to discuss. Arsenal against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, this is uh, an interesting match because I think Nuno Sanchez is the best, most underrated, amazing manager in the Premier League. If we hadn't got Mourinho, I'd have been very happy to get Nuno Sanchez. Um, and I, I'm a big, big, big fan, although they struggled against Southampton. Um, my predictions for the match are um, a little bit in line uh, with the famous 1970s victory of Coventry, um, or Coventry City, over Liverpool, which I believe was 5-1. So I predict a 5-1 victory for Wolves. Um <laughs> over Arsenal, um, which would be great because Arsenal fans, in in my experience, um, are entirely friendless people uh, and they will (laughs) cry over their loss all alone together. It does remind me of certain uh, Liverpool fans that I somehow, somewhat have come across. But generally, you'll find that the Arsenal fans are the guys that have like the remote control cars in the playground or the kids that turn up with the ball. And the only reason that anyone talks to them is they've got the remote control car or the ball. 
Otherwise, no one would talk to them at all. Um, that's typically an Arsenal fan. So um, I'd love it if they lost 5-1 um, in a similar fashion to the way that um, Liverpool lost 5-1 to Coventry uh, in previous glory years under the mercurial Graham Sunez. Banter. That was poetry. The whole thing was was absolute poetry. Remote control cars. <laughs> <laughs> Serious talk, though. Serious talk. Wolves, Arsenal. I mean, Wolves, maybe it's just me. I mean, they, every time I watch them, they are, to me, wildly underperforming where they should be. What do you guys think? stole Jota. They took Jota from him. And now they went from a great team to a middling team. Jota and Madison, right? Who's Madison? To my James Madison for Leicester? Yeah, right? No, he came from no. Norwich. Oh, I could have sworn he came from uh, Wolves. My bad. Carry on, carry on. He did Sorry. look like the best player on the pitch between Leicester and uh, Liverpool, though. How many goals Personally, did he score? Personally, I think that 5-1 is a fair prediction. Uh, if anything, it's a little bit too kind to Arsenal. And, um, yeah, 5-1. What did you talk actually... about? Arsenal's having trouble scoring. I don't know why. A big, they've hit a big drought. I Wait. think it's a, it's a fair point, though. Charles, in all, in all reality, I think Wolves are sputtering a bit. And I think Skiff, you know, I'm not sure how much that was legit or how much of it was you just messing around, but I think the Jota loss is playing a role here. I think that he's more important to that side tactically and setup wise than anybody wanted to think about because Jimenez scored all the goals and everybody knows Moutinho and you know they, they know all the players, but Jota was quietly very important to them. It says no no written all over though, right? I hope not. It's two teams who who defend and can't attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you defend and counterattack, and then one of them can't even score when they counterattack. So, so I mean, but, but so Arsenal are without Pepe, right? For his petulant yep. challenge against who Pepe was who was it? Word it started with an A. I don't Ar- Artuzic or something like that. Um, well, I was talking about the squad, not the player. It, yeah, oh. it was a straight red, so he's suspended. So he's three out. games. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I hope that uh, Triore just gets baby lotion or baby oil, whatever it is, all over Hector Bellerin and just puts him on his backside and crosses no, something. he'll be up against uh, the guy that's up on Celtic. Oh, it's Tierney. Tierney. That's, Tierney. Yep, Tierney. Tierney, that's right. Be- Bellerin is the right back. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, tweeted that we tweeted this out on the Five at the Back podcast, but uh, Stats Bomb did a little, uh, or one of the stats company did a little uh, William uh, Stats Bomb and... He's atrocious. Like you look at his stats bomb, and he's worse than he was at Chelsea. Who could have predicted that, guys? Wait, did you? Not not one person. Hold on. Would would a 32-year-old not be better than the 31-year-old? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) The signing, signing a a 32-year-old to a three-year deal at 275,000 pounds a week, not a not a good idea. I think, only two, I think it was 250, but one of the comments from the Arsenal fans under that was, not to pile on you Arsenal fans, was it's going it. to take him a little bit of time to get settled into the league. What? Oh my. Bro, he played for Chelsea. He played in the league. 
Come on, Yeah, but man. he had to move all the way to London. Oh, wait. Um, uh, 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 well, he was in what? He, he had to go into quarantine because he was in, uh, what, Dubai or whatever two weeks ago. So th- that must be it. Wouldn't you, though? Wouldn't you want to get out if you were an Arsenal player? I mean, I would. He should have to go to quarantine every time he leaves the Arsenal training ground. Wow. That's harsh. He should. Anyways, the, the whole squad, uh, <laughs> the, the whole squad, uh, except for uh, Jen and Eric, uh, picked Wolves. So Jen picked an Arsenal win and Eric picked a draw. So, Christian, you said draw, right? Yes. All right, so two draws, Eric and Christian. Jen uh, with the Arsenal win, and then everybody else thinks Wolves is going to win. Jen, but, was that another just off-the-wall pick there, or do you really think that's the way it's going to go? She hates us right now. <laughs> she's, just, she's so mad at us. You called her Aunt Jen, and she basically hasn't talked the rest of the pod. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Jen. Wow. Sorry, I just realized my mute, my mic was muted. <laughs> She's sitting here yelling at us and telling us all kinds of things. And... Go back to your rooms, kids. <laughs> Damn it! Slammed the door, everything. No, yeah, this was. I mean, it was. It was one of those things I figured what everybody else was like. Like, I guessed what everybody else was going to pick and just went with the opposite. Sweet. It'll either work out great or it'll work out horribly. So, we'll see. That's basically what Mourinho's playing every week. <laughs> Actually, he had a brilliant plan versus Manchester City. I watched that game and brilliant. Sat back, let them have 80% of the possession, <clears throat> nailed them on a couple of counterattacks, put away two of the goals, could have had a couple more. He just City watched, never, he just City never threatened. City never threatened the net. Let me finish my thoughts here. Oh, I know I Scott is over there grinning like the Grinch, but <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, exactly. It's brilliant because he just watched brilliant. what Ole in did the 2000s. The AC Milan, maybe the owner of it or something like that, was watching Chelsea versus Liverpool when you guys used to play each other a lot, and he used to uh, refer to Mourinho's <laughs> football as shit on a stick. Wow. And he is right. We are right back in that moment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Listen, Charles, one you're... match. No, one... one match. Oh my word! Whatever, dude. We we'll scored. See. How many goals have we scored this season? We have the top goal scorer and the top assist maker in the league. Man, you played against the worst Manchester City team in recent memory, and you just sat back like you were just like, oh, my word, they're going to pass it through us. We need to have 20 men behind the ball and then just hit it long all game to some. So, yeah. You're also performing your expected goals by four, Scott. Oh, so my not, word. Don't do that to me on this podcast. Let's not pretend you're it. the world beaters. You're getting lucky. Charles Mudin. Charles Mudin. <laughs> Listen, don't, don't, don't enter the, the foray, enter the, the battle with me about stats, because Harry Kane is – always going to outperform his XG. Son is always going to outperform his XG. So if you think that's some type of thing, especially when you hit on the counterattack, your your expected goals per attempt when you play on the counterattack are always higher than when you're a possession-based team. I don't know what you expect. Put your nose back in your little notebook. Talk to me next week. Hey, I told you I told you what we're expecting. 5-1 Chelsea. 5-1 Chelsea. 
in a serious talk about this, um, Pulisic uh, is going to probably be on the bench this week, and he hasn't played he hasn't played since what the FA Cup final last year. Charles, no, no, is that he, right? He he made a he made a start this year. Um, he had a little did bit. Did he time, actually? Not much. Did he play? I, I think they yeah, named did, him, but he did, did he have. He had a couple of he had a couple of run-ins, um, but not none of these serious, meaningful game time. So, so what, what I will say though, Christian, don't watch this game because it's going to look exactly like the city the city Spurs match tactically. Like we're going to have no interest in playing with them because that's the easiest way to beat Lampard. He doesn't know what to um, do. I'd be embarrassed if that was my team. I'd be embarrassed if you know six to one at home to Spurs. But well, hey, man, you you. Win by the sub, die by the sub. But if my team doesn't want to play the game, don't bother playing. Go home. Wow. What if you don't have the players, Christian? What, do you just uh, adapt to your squad? Or you no, but keep no, you do put have on a Liverpool that's jersey. The thing. That's, the, that's the thing. They do have the players. But Mourinho is too scared to play against the, the better managers, right? I think that, you know, because Spurs actually just came from a manager who had the – I think it's naivete to not adjust to your opponents and, and ex, you know, you know what they're going to be, you know what they're going to, there's certain managers, you know what you're going to get. Lampard's not smart enough to adjust yet. He doesn't have enough experience yet to adjust. Pep is going to do what Pep's going to do. So if you know how you're going to be attacked, you do, you do the things to take the three points. And it was funny, a reporter after the match asked Mourinho, he said they had 72%, you know, percent of the ball do you feel like you deserve that Mourinho said well Pep can take the ball home I'll take the three points and at the end of the day it is what it is I guess that was a good trophy one though well Pep Pep can take the the ball shine it up take it home put it right next to his bed and then his wife won't be sure which which is his head and which is the ball while it shines off the moon there's only one of those two managers who are going to win trophies this year though I don't think it's City. It's not City. Yeah, it's not City, man. <laughs> it is not City. Oh, I am willing to bet both of you. What, what are you willing to bet? Uh, Liver- Liverpool avatar change on Twitter? No, nothing. What? Sure, sure. So you're gonna bet that City what, win a trophy, win? and Tottenham don't. Oh, I don't know if I want to take that bet, though. Don't do that. All of a sudden, when the money comes to the mouth, oh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, said you're going to take the Carabao Cup or something like that and get their little trophy, and Pep's going to put it next to his, his bedside. But they're not winning the Premier League this year. I mean, uh, and on a little bit of a somber topic, isn't um, Aguero is Maradona's um, – son-in-law is that right yes so i mean it's got you know obviously maradona passed away um today um slayer of england hand of god um great player troubled uh troubled uh individual but is that going to throw a aguero off a little bit um this season maybe mess with him a little bit and does that hurt city's title chances i think that he'll respond positively Aguero, I think he'll react well to it. I think he'll he'll be inspired more so than, you know, because he hasn't played. He's been out. I, I don't know that he'll need any more motivation, but I don't think it'll take him to a negative place. You know, because Mar- Maradona, I, you know, I don't know if we plan on talking about this, but the, the way he played the game, and I know he, he wasn't, you know, had some issues, but the way he lived life, the way he played the game was 
passionate and joyful and exciting. And, um, you know, he basically, his quotes were like, I'm going to be crazy until the day I die on the pitch, off the pitch. And I, I saw a quote today. It was, uh, I could be at a wedding wearing a white wedding dress. If somebody crosses a, a muddy, a muddy football to me, I'm going to take it down on the chest and bang it into the back of the net. I don't care. That's, that's just how I'm going to be till the day I die. And I think that everybody who was close to him, as Aguero was, as Pochettino was, is, you know, these guys are going to take this on and, and want to, you know, move forward. Honor his that legacy. Type of way. Right, right. I'm glad we got this out of the way before Aguero got back and before he felt any type of way about this because he could come out on fire. He, he, he does that anyways. Is he back? Soon. We got a couple more weeks off. You <clears throat> so, want to talk about Maradona? Yeah. So he was the best player the world has ever seen ever, like of all time. Apart from Georgie Best, maybe. He, uh, he single-handedly won Argentina the World Cup in 86. It took Napoli to all kinds of championships. He was amazing at Barcelona. United, United beat them 3-0 in one of the, the greatest games of all time. But he was single-handed. Like, he did things that Messi can only dream of. Like His warm-up before a game would just be juggling the ball like for 15 minutes. And then he'd just get out there and he would play like crazy. I mean, he's had, you know... He lived life to the fullest. Drugs, alcohol, good time. Can't be anything that he did. The guy is just amazing. That Napoli side and, and that whole story of that season and how he went there, why he went there, and some of the things they achieved is really interesting. He's fast. I think he's fascinating. I saw another quote today. It was uh, somebody asked him why he never played in England. He said he, he didn't want to train before noon. No. <laughs> no. Fair. He, well, was, he was awesome, man. Just every time he got the ball, you just you just never knew what he would do. I mean, everyone's seen the goal, the handball goal against England, obviously. And four then four minutes you know, later, he, and then he turned around and then dribbled around the entire team and just put the ball in the back of the net. That that's the goal that doesn't get talked about enough is the hand of God goal, obviously. But four minutes later, if it was almost like he had this uh, this reaction, he's like, "Oh crap! Everybody's seen that. Everybody knows what happened. I got to atone yeah. for that and give them something else." You know what's, what's really funny? So a few years before that game, right, he did the same thing at Wembley and uh, he came one-on-one with Shilton. And in the game at Wembley, he tried to just pass the ball into the side of the net and he, and he hit it wide. And everyone was like, why did you do that? And he was like, well, I saw the open goal. So this time, rather than do that, he dribbled it by Shilton and put it in a different way and he remembered what he did at Wembley and uh, he learned from his mistake and put it in instead. He's incredible. So, yeah. so for you, best player you've ever seen? No, that would be George best, but Maradona for sure. Second place. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately, I, you know, I've only seen a couple of highlights on him, but he uh, he sounds like uh, a little bit like Allen Iverson practice. We're talking about practice, just a great, great individual player. Um, guy you'd probably love to have on your team. Hate to see him. It, it's like, you know, for me, it's like uh, you know, Ronaldo and Messi. I know they're, you know, not in the same category, close to the same category, but every time they touch the ball, like you just know that they're going to do something special and just kind of watching him, you know, just like his balance and and his ability to kind of weave in and out um, and and keep, 
keep his balance is just uh just an incredible player so we definitely want to give our condolences to uh to mr cuneguero and, and his family and his wife um, on the passing of maradona today a uh, great player great uh legend of the game um hopefully he gets uh to, to rest in peace today i think is napoli naming their the stadium stadium, the stadium after him yeah. right you know, it's yep. it's rare. It's rare that you get one of those players. You, you see players who are uber talented, right? But somebody who could drag a country to a World Cup or drag Napoli to the Scudetto at a time when Italy was the league in the world. Like the Scudetto was the trophy to win for right. club football. And he went to Napoli, could have gone anywhere. And, and that's it's just incredible. So for somebody who, especially somebody who's not a defender or a striker even to, to do that and have that type of impact on a country and on, on a club like Napoli, it's incredible. There's some great documentaries out there if anybody's interested. They're fascinating, great to watch. Christian, I have, a, I have a question. So when he played, the game was considerably more uh, aggressive, like as far as what players could get, you know, like away with and kind of what was acceptable. Do you think if he had played now, would that have allowed him to have done even more or would that have maybe like what did it would it have affected the product because the game has evolved some there's a an iconic photograph of him from 86 right and it's him and in front of him there's like six or seven belgium defenders all waiting to try and tackle him and uh and that's just how he was so i think if he was playing now with i mean you can just brush brush a forward who's running right and they fall down and it's a free kick like he used to play against guys who were like graham soonest who would try and break your leg kind of a player right mm-hmm. and just like roll off it and keep moving so he would like he would just be oh man if Messi is 100 million he would be 200 250 million i mean he was built like aguero but with Messi's skill it's kind of like Kind of like Jordan, you know, he played through all that Lambeer contact, all those right, right. Celtics teams, Pistons teams, the bad boys, and in today's NBA where they, you can't touch them without a foul, right. it's, it's yeah. very similar. It's, in, it's, it's really incomparable, you know, he was just, it, you know, he will always be the public enemy in England because of the way that the hand of God go was was given, but, uh, but everyone still remembers him for him just being an immense, immense player. I'll say the world lost a, uh, yeah, a great one today. That's for, that's for sure. So, All right. Well, we're going to close things out now, and I'm going to kick it over to Eric. Uh, what do we got? What in the world of football? When so? I was reading this, it kind of seems like uh, something maybe not my kids would do, my students, um, so far as at school, at work, but uh, maybe a lower level, like kindergarten or first grader. There's actually a, a forward um, the other day, actually Tuesday, for Club Bruges. Um, uh, they were playing Borussia Dortmund. His name is Emmanuel Dennis. He actually didn't participate in the game. He's actually a healthy scratch. And the reason why is um, the manager made him a healthy scratch because he uh, stormed off the bus, refused to get on the bus because the manager said he couldn't sit his preferred seat due to COVID-19 spacing. He told him to sit somewhere else. Dennis threw a fit, refused to listen to the manager, and he threw him off the bus and made him a healthy scratch. The Bruges manager, uh, Felipe Clement, said his uh, pre-match conference on Monday that Dennis was fit but, or, but unavailable for selection due to disciplinary reasons. Didn't follow the club's rules. That's all I want to say about that. I prefer to concentrate. The players are just available to me. So he's actually a pretty good player. He scored twice in the Champions League um, draw at Real Madrid last season. 
And he also netted in their opening uh, win this season in um, the Champions League. But all over a seat, man. He wouldn't sit another seat, got thrown out. Is that Mike Norvell, you said? Or? <laughs> I was going to say, he sounds, like, he sounds like one of the senior players at FSU. What's going on? Yeah, really. It's only funny because it's true. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, the end of this week's podcast. I want to thank our guest host, Christian, for joining us once again, forcing his way in and oh, it was a pleasure. Uh, honestly, making it honestly making it uh, even better than, than we could ever do. So happy to have you on. Happy to have uh, all of our listeners, uh, our dedicated listeners, especially. Uh, this was a, a great time for us to tell you what we're thankful for. And um, we would love to hear what you're thankful for continually. So, uh, you know, feel free to send us a message on Twitter. We'd love to hear it. Uh, we're looking forward to another great weekend of soccer uh, on TV. And here's to hoping Spurs lose. See you all next week. Up.